right, we're at a two-year time jump now. Yeah, we had a two-year time jump. It's the 10th of November, 1928. A cold, bleak, early winter's day. Livened up, no doubt. I guess some of you have, have had some some lingering effects of, of that two-year gap. I think, uh, was it you, Safina, that had kind of basically a two-year blackout? I think yep. it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I also had a blackout, I guess. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yep, so it's autumn in Berlin. The weather is clear but chilly, with periodic gusts of wind rattling the windows and sending unguarded hats flying into the air. You saw that advert, uh, or, or rather you saw that article about Berber returning to Berlin, but having some kind of uh, illness that meant she had to go and have a short stay in hospital. In between those wonderful theatrical reviews, Take It Off, Houses of Love, and God Damn It, A Thousand Naked Women. <laughs> I think that last one is definitely a winner. And of course the news of, of, of Berber, the uh, Berlin's own original naked dancer returning, maybe dredged up some of those memories from, from two years ago to all of you. But um, such melancholy considerations are swept away swiftly because tonight you will be having your a bit of fun at the Resi, the Residence Casino. Although it opened only last year, it's already recognised as one of, the, one of the best pleasure palaces in, in all the city. So you arrive at the Resi at Blumenstrasse, just south of Alexanderplatz. But wait, what's happened to Katorian's cafe and businesses in these two years? I think whatever you want, Katorian. Do you want them to have been... Because he was trying to set up, like, cabaret too, right? Right, yes. I'm assuming that the Sophie is what it was. Sophie is still what it was. But uh, Cabaret Bonobo is, is now bigger. It's the same space, but I've got second-rate new dancers and and a fairly cool comic jazz band with a cross-dressing singer but 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 who like who sings comic lyrics have you got slightly aging naked dancers who are probably perhaps not at the peak of their not quite at the peak but i mean you know not not you know i said second rate not third okay. yeah yeah <laughs> b squad not d squad exactly so, so may, maybe it's professional curiosity that has drawn you to the resi to see see what all the fuss is about. As I mentioned, it's at one of these fancy places with telephones on the table, so you can call up random tables and flirt. And I'm always looking to steal talent. Oh yeah, that's true. That's, you know, so yeah. So you um, you arrive there around around 10 p.m. The wind is now blowing steadily and heavily, sending icy tendrils between coat buttons and upstockinged legs. When you arrive, the building doesn't look so grand. It's another one of these fin de siècle Berlin neo-baroque excesses. But upon hustling in out of the cold night, you are struck by a surprisingly modern tableau. You know, because obviously we are in the modernist era and that kind of baroque gilded excess is very out of date. But once you get inside, it's actually very modern. It's obviously been renovated very well. So... You come in through the main entrance, and as I said, you're struck by the modern look of the place. It's a multi-tiered club with uh, various galleries and balconies, and but everything looks down onto the dance floor. Gradually descends towards a parquet dance floor with nearly 100 tables spread out across all the levels. Each one surmounted by a small rotating mirror ball. Absolutely cutting-edge stuff this is. So each table has a little pole with, a, with its own mirror ball. Now, come on. That is, that is something. Down on the dance floor, there are two orchestras. Um, two, 
I don't know why you need two, but anyway, there are two orchestras. Dueling orchestras? Dueling. No, well, here's the thing. One of them is all male and the other is all female. And um, they seem to have been hired more for their looks than for their musical talent. Because <laughs> they're all very attractive and there's quite a few bum notes. <laughs> they're playing foxtrots and American jazz at either end of the club. Oh, I guess because it's so big you, you, and, the, you know, they weren't, you know, it was acoustic. They didn't have... Uh, they weren't amplified, I guess. So you have probably two different um, two different sets of music, one at each end. Hmm, interesting. The mirror balls are rotating and split open in time to the music. Wow, this is good. Elsewhere, small fountains throw light lighted streams of coloured water in graceful arcs and columns. And as you come in and crane your necks upwards, you see that the ceiling, too, is multi-tiered. The centerpiece being a motorized glass dome painted with Japanese-style cranes and orchids. The whole space is filled with laughing, happy people. Wow, this is something, eh? I can't want to go there myself. It sounds sounds amazing. <laughs> so, pretty much as soon as you arrive, a maitre d' appears, checks your hats and coats, and he escorts you. I don't give up my coat. Oh, you don't give up. Okay, fine. Well, it is. It, yes, yes, it is a cold night. So, yes, yes, he takes you to a table as soon as when you go in you're actually assigned a table because it's uh, it's reserved seating and you've been given table 58 which is sort of up it's just above the r of the dance floor there so you've actually got a fantastic view the the table has the placard has a placard with a number on it mounted just below the mirror ball and from where you are you have a good view of not only the dance floor but of most of the other tables and three of the four bars like every other table in this part of the club. This one features its own telephone mounted on the pole that holds up a spinning mirror ball. But there's also something interesting there. There's a woven basket situated under what looks like a vacuum tube. One of those raw posts. Now, for those that didn't play the first game, uh, the first uh, scenario, Berlin amazingly had this thing called the raw post, which was a system of underground vacuum tubes throughout the whole city that you could send things to people, like objects. It was the Amazon Prime of its day. <laughs> it's like airdropping, right? It is pretty crazy. So You see it in cartoons, old cartoons, like pneumatic tubes. Yes, of course, of course. But I always thought it was like within a building. It's crazy that it goes through a whole city. I can't even imagine how it works. <laughs> but yeah, you could send things to people. Well, in a building, it, it all goes to call center. Or a switchboard, right? So it must be the same. Must have been. Yeah, it must all go to a central depository and then they send it on. Yeah, of course, because <laughs> there'd be no other way. Uh, you could automate it with clever mechanical things, potentially. Hmm. Mm. So yeah, each each table has one of these vacuum tubes with a with a small basket sitting underneath it, and the maitre d says, "I, I trust this table will do." Certainly. It does the phone work. It's a shitty table. <laughs> what number is it again? Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. We're on Skid Row. No, you're. It's a good. It's a. It's, it's a really good oh, one. Like oh, okay. No, 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 no. I see. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I looked like authoritatively at the at the guy and I said, "I trust the phone works." Our pro- phone's been checked today. Of course they do. They've they've also been sanitized. Perfect. Perfect. And he says, "Now you do know how the vacuum tubes work here, do you?" Yes. You do. Well, explain. Why not? Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, you see, this is a very sociable club. The the people here are very friendly and 
it is the done thing that if if someone catches your eye or takes your you know takes an interest in you it's the done thing to purchase a small knickknack or token of affection and, and send it to their so table like send a rose to, to table number 37 absolutely we we have an entire menu and then he hands you this card like a menu card and it has a list of all the little items and knickknacks and little tchotchkes that you could purchase to send to the lady or gentleman or other of your dreams that's really neat what is the other of your dreams? Well, I don't know. I mean, you were quite into into chimpanzees at one point. I don't know. <laughs> this is Berlin. Anything, yeah. Could be anything. Your mind can conceive of it. And then he says, and uh, here is the menu. I trust you like Prussian food. Prussian food. <laughs> Lots of potatoes. Yes. Uh, we feel that it's good for soaking up the alcohol. And you see uh, a classic... Like heavy, the he- classic heavy fare of the Prussian cuisine: roasted pig knuckles, sauerkraut, sausages, kartoffel, heavy potato dishes, smothered in sour cream. Oh yeah, the drinks menu, however, is a little bit more cosmopolitan, with a a huge variety of beers, wines, liqueurs, and cocktails. And the major d' says, "Could I take your order for drinks, please?" I'm fond of Scotch whiskey, single malt Scotch. Oh, absolutely. Looking at Amory, he 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 asks for your for your order. She's gonna look around and look for a table where somebody has a drink that's very brightly colored, and she's gonna point at that. She's I'll, I'll take one of those. She says, "Oh, absolutely, creme de menthe, wonderful, wonderful, very invigorating." <laughs> he looks at Max next. What what would you care for, I, sir? Sir, I will have your finest, cheapest beer. <laughs> He looks at you a little bit snootily down his nose and says, Our beer is of the highest quality. We would not serve anything less than the Chancellor himself would have drunk. We have a fine Berliner Weisser, if that's if that will do for you, sir. Yes, yes, thank you. Are you ready to order yet, my lady? He says, looking at Safina. <laughs> this time he is looking at Safina. <laughs> do you serve meatballs? Uh, yes, of course. Yes, absolutely. I'll have your finest meatballs. <laughs> and to drink? Water. <laughs> Water? How unusual. Anyway, I suppose. Uh, and and sir, finally looking at Mister Mister Schill, I trust you. You you drink something a little bit stronger than water, sir. Aquavit. Aquavit. Wonderful. Huh. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, an excellent choice, sir. An excellent choice. Uh, and then he goes off. Disgusting, but apparently uh, Eckhart likes it. Somebody else is picking up the tab here, right? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wherever you go, someone's picking up the tabs, Fina. That's why I got food. You know that's how it is. Semi money bags. Aquavit is actually pretty disgusting, I think, from, by all accounts. <laughs> I, I think I've tasted it once and decided, no, I'm never drinking that again. Is it the licorice one? The really strong? No. Yeah. It's different than that, but it, it's the same sort of like horrible medicinal taste. Like strong alcohol. It's like vodka with horrible, horrible. flavor. <laughs> horrible. Vodka with horrible. Your drinks come, you settle in. And what you notice, perhaps to Max, Eckhard, and Katorian's to your satisfaction, there seem to be about five women for every man in the club. Oh my! <laughs> now, whether that is something that has been engineered, let's say, or whether it is just 
the clientele. And surprisingly, they all look rather well-to-do, which for a club this close to the Alex is pretty unusual. They, the clubs around here tend to be a little bit more working yeah plebeian yeah yeah but these are definitely a middle it's definitely a middle class crowd here so the night is yours what do you wish to do Uh, just so you know in the cellar there is there's a wine cellar uh in the in the basement there's a beer buffet that sounds very good just go and grab a beer there's a cigarette bar and but most most fun of all at the back there's a mini miniature carousel and shooting gallery like almost like a miniature fun fair but based on uh, L- Luna Park in the Grunewald. That is cool. I'm making a mental note of that for when a bike ship comes in. Yes, yeah, shooting gallery. Very good. Yeah, I think Max wants to try his hand at the shooting gallery. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So the the night is yours. It's uh, it's 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 time for a bit of relaxation and and hopefully no sanity rolls. But you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Max, you're going to go to the shooting gallery. Uh, I presume you're going to have your drink first. Or... I want to take it with me. It steadies the hand. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just, you know, one or two drinks. Max, are you going to dance? In a way, yes. I'm going to deal with some of the demons from my time as a soldier. Oh, I see. Yep, she thinks you're going to go dance. Do you need my assistance? Well, she was going to go dance. The lady doesn't just dance by herself. Safina, you're obviously going to have your meatballs. I'm going to have my meatballs. <laughs> I don't dance. Eckhart, <laughs> you don't dance. Eckhart, what about you? I'm going to take my awful poison and uh, go... Uh, I'm going to challenge Max uh, to a little wager. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, and Katorian? I'm sitting at the table with my single malt, looking and watching and... I'm interested. I've been scanning the menu of little knickknacks that available for purchase because I'm trying in my head. I'm playing a game, my little perception perceptiveness game of, I bet she would like this. I bet she would like this. I bet she would like this. That I'm looking and I'm and I'm waiting for for uh, someone appropriate to send an appropriate thing to. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to leave it up to you to decide what is on that list, because there is no list. You can just make up whatever you want. There's 135 different objects. Of... 100 and... <laughs> no, I'm not going to choose 135. No, no, no. You can just come up with anything you want. It has to be relatively small, something you could actually fit yeah, into a vacuum Yeah, that you could sit in a thing, yeah, like, but like a little flower, for example. It could be a flower. It could be a little silver heart or something on a chain. You know, it could be something... Not expensive, but but somewhat, um, you know, not a throwaway thing. Sure. But I'm especially looking for (laughs) women who look like they are also performers, because I want to... I'm I'm always looking to up my game. I mean, I'm not happy with with the second-rate people in my thing. I love it. Okay, well, while you're scanning around, let's deal with Max and Eckhart and their little wager. So you head down to the uh, walk around the dance floor, um, studiously avoiding getting drawn into the wild gyrations. Head past the bar on the uh, far side, and then into the carousel and shooting gallery. There's a there's a tiny little carousel, probably only about six horses on it, and people are whooping and hollering, and there's a high level of excitement. You see a drunken group with, I guess they would be pop guns or air rifles, or I don't know. They're, they're not, of course, lethal weapons. 
maybe they're like pellets. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're, they're they're drunkenly trying to load them and fire them, and they're clearly completely hopeless. This this group, uh, and maybe after a little while, they give up and um, they they see that you're waiting, and they say, "Oh, yeah, but, but you'd have better luck than us anyway." They, they shove the rifles in your hand, and they and they stumble off, giggling into the into the main room. So, any money at putting any money on this? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know how much money money I have, but I I don't think it's a lot because my credit rating is ten. Your credit, you have very little <laughs> money then. I mean, essentially, with a credit rating of ten, it means that your spending level is probably probably at like um five dollars a day at most. All right, I say. Well, what do you say? The loser buys the next round. Friendly wager. Yeah. Doesn't Katorian buy every round, though? <laughs> Loser convinces Katorian to buy the next round. <laughs> You're on. Okay, I'm actually going to quickly look it up because it's kind of interesting. Because I think 10 is absolutely... I mean... Actually, 10, 10, you're not poor. Nine, one, if you're below 10, you're poor, but you're just about average. It means that you... Actually, it's not bad. You've got $10 a day spending money. That's okay. It's okay. I've got the same. Yeah. That's my... Sorry, when I say 10, that's my... That's the number I have next to credit rating. Yeah. So, with... At $10, you... Yeah, at 10, you, you have $10 a day. Your total assets in your entire life are worth $500. I don't know what they would be, but that's your total assets. Okay. So, uh, who's going first? Who's got a rifle skill? <laughs> I, I do, but I, I, will, I will let my... My colleague go first. Please, sir. I don't actually have rifle skill. You will have something in it. Twenty you'll have twenty-five. Yeah, no, I miss. Now, Max, it's all on you. Get this. Get free drink. <laughs> From someone that's only marginally less poor than you are. Eckhart, you have another chance to avoid having to buy a drink. Hard success. Ooh. Ooh. Max. Now that means he's got a um He's got just outside the bullseye. Obviously, an extreme is the bullseye, so you would need. Oh, oh, oh Max! <laughs> Pathetic. Pathetic, Max. You missed the target completely to your utter humiliation. This is why they took me off the, the Western Front. <laughs> well played, Mr. Shield. Well played. I will buy you the next round, but I, I must insist it, it can't be that swill that you drink. Uh, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Please, anything, anything else. We'll, we'll both get the same thing. So uh, remember to tick your firearm rifle skill. I can't. That That's why a... I wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the metagaming. Yeah, it's already... Okay, yeah. Um, you know what? We're just going to go outside and have a fist fight. You know, just the two of us. Not not too hard. Just. <laughs> uh, can I also psychoanalyze you? Because it would be good. Well, you know what, Amory, you, you'll get a chance to to do your to do your dancing now. Obviously. Oh, I get to dance. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm actually a pretty good dancer, but we'll see how it goes. You should be. So you make your way onto the dance floor. I think there are many eyes on you, but of course, there's a lot of competition here as well. Given that there's five women to every man, are you looking for a handsome young man to take your arm? Yeah, she, she does this now because she's she's she keeps every time she wakes up, she doesn't remember what happened. For the last year, uh, she keeps falling asleep after remembering that she's been dancing every night. So it's just a pattern that she falls into. So at this point, she's she's just kind of uh, doing it as a release. Uh, but sure, she'll she'll always always worth trying to catch the eye of, of a young man. Okay, 
you can either make an appearance roll or a or a charm roll. I guess your appearance is so. Oh, my appearance is much better than my charm. Although my charm's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. You can make an appearance roll then. Yeah. I mean, I might as well. Did it work? No. Came through. Uh, well, you know, um, let's say that there's one dashing young man. He kind of watches you with great interest as you approach the dance floor, and then he steps forward and bows and holds his his hand out. I will, uh, you know, reach out with my hand, <laughs> and, I, and I'll, I'll introduce myself. <laughs> And he leans in and he says, do you know the Foxtrot, my dear? I say, well, why don't you lead? <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll randomly to see how good he is at dancing. So this D100 is just going to be his his skill level at dancing. Wow! Whoa! <laughs> He's literally the best dancer in the world. He's literally... So this guy, I, he is the German equivalent of Fred Astaire. <laughs> he whisks... <laughs> More like Danny Kay, because Fred Astaire would be 99, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, the, the way it actually just defines it is that I think it's either 90 or 95 and above. You're literally one of the best people in the world at that thing. So somehow you have just landed in the hands of, of a master, of a master dancer. And you're pretty good, though, as well, aren't you? You're like 60 or something? I am a 70. 70, okay. Um, why don't you make a dance roll and see whether you can keep up with him? Yes. 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 At first, you're you're taken aback by his incredible nimbleness, and some of the moves he's doing are extremely complex. His footwork is is incredible. He even breaks into a sort of freestyle at one point. That's uh, kind of somehow almost like a bit of Russian dancing, where he's kind of like you know like going down with his arms crossed and you know kicking his legs out and jumping, putting his arms. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, make, he's making quite a spectacle of himself, but you keep up. And at the end, breathless and panting, he says, My dear, you are a marvel. I have never met anyone that could keep up with me, but you are the first. May I have your name, please? Uh, Anne-Marie Cool. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Oh, uh, enchanté, enchanté. You must come and see me sometime. I think you have a future. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a card and he says, my name is Rudolf von Laban. So pleased to meet you. I have a dance school in the east of the city. Wow, that's fantastic. Okay, yeah, she's very excited about that. And she, she takes it. I'm glad that I didn't, with the 70, I, you know, I could have been like, oh. <laughs> I'm glad I did not. <laughs> that would have been bad. So, yeah, she, she takes the card enthusiastically. She's very excited now. Mm, so right. far, the night's been good. Last time she went out with these guys, it didn't go so well. So no. she's pretty excited. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So, Katorian, you, what you need to do is to make a make a spot hidden roll. <laughs> Actually, that seems silly because it's not as if it's hidden. It's just a question of time. Is it more of a psychology, maybe? Tell me, what it, what exactly are you looking for? Just the way someone looks or something a bit more than that? Well, I'm looking at the way they look, but I'm also looking at... I'm trying to read who is who and who might be useful to me. 
Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. You, you can make a psychology role then, for sure. Yeah, go for it. Well, maybe the um, the thronging crowd is, is it's quite hard to pick up, but but you do after after a few minutes, you do see a lady sitting with uh, well, she's got two female friends and a and a male friend with her sitting more or less opposite you at about table forty at table forty nine. Yeah. So uh, if you want to converse, all you need to do is pick up the phone and, and dial forty five. Okay, I pick up the phone and dial forty five. And what do I notice about her? Oh, you tell me. <laughs> Why don't you tell me? She looks like she actually is probably a woman with some with some dancing experience here with her two girlfriends. And this is their big night out to try to spot a rich guy to hook up with. And I'm going to be that sort of rich guy, but with, with ulterior motives. Yes. So I, perhaps there is a little, like a set of little charms, like that go on a charm bracelet, and one has like a little ballet slipper. So I, uh, I purchased that and I put that in the pneumatic thing, and then I call, and then you know, and then I call table forty-five. Okay. So with a satisfying whooshing noise, the the tube, the 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 cartridge goes gets sucked up the tube, and I guess in, in a relatively simple building like this it wouldn't take too long or a relatively uh, small building like this it wouldn't take too long to reroute it so maybe a minute later you see the tube on that table 45 rattle um, and not the lady you're interested in but one of her friends reaches out and opens it and they start sort of they open it up and they start giggling when they see it and nudging each other yeah and so then i pick up the phone and i dial and i say is that a Cure Royale you're drinking? It's a bit difficult to see from straight across the dance floor and one table over. They're all obviously a little bit drunk. And uh, the, the girl who, who picked it up, you realize it's not the girl you're interested in. It's one of her friends. And she, and she giggles and she goes, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you want to speak to Ekaterina? Hold on. And she passes the phone and then you hear this muffled giggling behind. And then a voice says, hello. Yes. I'm going to do my best Melania Trump now. Melania Trump. No, we don't have to hear about them ever again. Be best, be best, Katorian, be best. And so <laughs> I, I remember that I'm a linguist, so I'm trying to read her accent, and, uh, and I say, is that a Balkan accent I detect by chance? Oh, close, close. Um, Ukrainian. No, not bad. And so I start speaking to her in Russian. Okay. I ask her what she's doing here tonight. Oh, what are we all doing here, uh, sir? We are all here to drink away the the, the pain. <laughs> so I so I tell her, why don't you three come over here to table fifty eight, and I wave over there, and and uh, and I'll buy your drinks. And then she she put you see her put her hand over the phone, over the receiver, <laughs> and they they put their heads together. And then you you see them kind of shaking their shoulders in in laughter and giggling and you notice that the the man is kind of he stands he kind of half stands up in his chair and he's looking over at you <laughs> eyeballing you <laughs> <laughs> and i and i'm and i'm and i'm looking back at him like uh you're out man <laughs> i'm totally not concerned with you at all and then a, a second later you hear her voice again she's and she says okay sir we we will come over and uh but you have to buy us champagne. 
I'll buy you champagne. In fact, there, there, there's some very good mums here. All on me. And then they put the phone down with a click. You hear the click. And then the three ladies get up and they sashay over. And you see that the, the man they're with is just sitting there fuming with his arms crossed. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I really should have made you make a social role. I completely forgot, but I think the role-playing was, was nice, so it's fine. And they come over, they sit down, and Katerina says, Who's this? Looking at uh, Safina. <laughs> Go shoveling meatballs. Got, like, sauce all over my face. <laughs> Chowing down. <laughs> oh, what a weak man. <laughs> I've been blacked out for two years. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Katarina says, "Is this your maid?" <laughs> Not exactly. I'm his personal artist. <laughs> Would you care for a portrait, lady? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you don't look like the, the cabaret type, my dear. Yum, yum, yum. And take, why don't you take that heavy coat off? We can't even see you under that. Oh, no, no, I'm chilly. I'm, and, and I'm not quite dressed for the occasion. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, so now, sir, you uh, you didn't tell me your name, mystery man. <laughs> but, uh, uh, oh, my name is Armin. My friends call me the Armenian. Oh, you're Armenian. Actually, almost everyone calls me the Armenian. Hmm. Yes, I'm the Armenian, but I, I, I come from everywhere. Everywhere, nowhere. Right, right. Are you a uh, businessman? Yes. Do you know Meta at all? Yeah, a little, a little. Yes. Uh, do you know the uh, Café Sophie or the Cabaret Bonobo? Oh, Bonobo. Yes, I, I do know. Sylvie here. She's Sylvie has been. Haven't you, Sylvie? Oh, really? Sylvie nods, yeah. How did I manage to miss seeing you? I usually see everyone there. Sylvie's particularly plain looking. She's not the... Uh... <laughs> but I'm being charming You're being charming nonetheless. <laughs> so the, the, you, you pass some time idly chit-chatting with these three. I, so you're sizing up Ekaterina, the Ukrainian. She, she definitely has the body of a dancer. She looks muscular and, and lithe. She has charming manners. She seems like a very good potential prospect if you if if you were uh, thinking about hiring her that is exactly what i'm thinking about hiring about doing this time i will ask you to make a social role of some kind but to, what would you say to her to convince her oh i just i tell her that with the proper guidance and the proper environment she could be one of the uh, most sought after entertainers in berlin and thence to the world. I mean, we have, you know, we have the movie studio here. We have the Babelsberg studio. Mm -hmm. So. You do indeed. Yeah, so you can make, uh, I think given uh, the setup, you will get a bonus dice on your roll. So you can either make a charm or a persuade. Yeah. A charm is my one. So. So you can get the bonus dice on that. Oh, it, did it go through? No. 
So yes, you are very successful. Or you you, you succeed successful, successful. you succeed three times, in fact. <laughs> yes, and so the your your little encounter ends with with her promising that she will come and see you at the Bonobo or, or the Sophie wherever wherever it is you do your business, and she's very interested. And I think if you manage to hire her, she will definitely improve the the status of of Bonobo, and uh, uh, you feel like you've made a good business business uh, excellent arrangement for sure excellent and i will keep the creepy old man as to a minimum <laughs> it's only it's only partially creepy. Yeah. Uh, so amory you, you continue your wild dancing with uh, rudolph uh, van laban max and eight i'd like to think that you are propping up the bar perhaps i have suggested we drink hold on i look this up kalipic which is uh Jaeg- jaegermeister before they were the jaegermeister Ah, yes, of course. Something else terrible. Another revolting <laughs> other favourite. <laughs> oh, jeez. And the night passes in a whirl of excitement and pleasure and laughter and fun. And I think it's doing you all a world of good. You really, you really, really needed this, I think, all of you after. So make the sanity roll. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it is getting late now, past 2 a.m., which isn't that late for Berlin, but... You know, the party's starting to, to wind down a bit, clearly. So the place isn't as crowded as it was um, an hour ago. And you know that feeling when you're all sitting around and you know it's kind of time to go home or at least go somewhere a little less loud. But no one really wants to be the first to suggest it because, you know, it's like as soon as anyone does, that'll be it. That'll be the end of the party. But you're all gathered back at the table, perhaps sharing your tales of uh, success and failure. And suddenly, the telephone on the table rings. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. I grab it, of course. Okay. So, perhaps throughout the evening, you've had several calls. Drunken ladies and gentlemen just calling in and slurring a few words. But the voice on the other end doesn't sound like that now. Sounds like no other voice you've heard this evening. There's no giggling, no clumsy drunken flirtation. Just a voice. It's a girl's voice, though. And she says this to you, Katorian. She is coming, the mother of abominations. She brings death on black wings. All will suffer, but the young will suffer the most. And then the phone just clicks off. No sooner has this happened than the pneumatic tube roars to life and a small packet drops into the hanging net on your table. Uh-oh. Oh, look! Somebody sent us something. <laughs> Yes, they have. A small packet. Sounds like you want to open it, Amory. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm going to grab it. I'm going to stay back. You grab it, and inside, inside you find something curious. Kind of... Oh, God, is it a tooth? Yeah, no. You find a small porcelain doll. Oh. Mmm. Is it nude like that? Yeah, it is. It is. It is in the picture, yeah. Yes, it is nude. And just by the holding it, you realize it's got something inside it. Something, it feels like heavy and something's like sloshing around inside it. Like its hollow interior is filled with some kind of liquid or something. Wait, hold on. So those of us who were in the previous campaign, is this the same doll? No, because that, that was more like a rag doll. This, okay, is por- okay. this is a porcelain doll, but quite quite well made. I'm going to shake it like a little bit and I'm going to say, oh, it's some kind of... Uh interesting container for, for alcohol, maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can take the, top, the, the head off, like if it unscrews. Okay, so... Um, well, I mean, what else would somebody send us? Yeah. Katori, may, maybe you want to tell your friends what you heard. I don't know, because you heard some pretty weird shit. 
I heard the lady of something is going to come and bring death and it's going to be bad for all, especially the young ones. And then we're sent this thing? <laughs> yeah. I'll hand it over to Katori, because I'm probably the youngest. How old are you, Katori? I'm like 35. Yeah, Max is the oldest. Max is nearly 40. Max, yeah, I thought Max. Do you want to give it to Max instead of okay. being the oldest? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to Max. Yeah. Okay, so you, you're looking at this thing, Max, yeah? It, can, can I slosh it around? Can I tell where the liquid level is? Like, is it right, filled right to the top? or is It's there... hard to tell. It's hard to tell. But looking at it, it doesn't have a screw okay. top or anything. It's, I just it's sort a... of snap, snap the head off. Now, that does look like a real person, isn't it? It is actually the doll. On the back of it, there's some letters inscribed. But they're not Roman letters. They're in some other script. I happen to have that expertise that I can tell usually what language is being spoken. Oh, really? Written. Yes, because I'm a linguist. That's my special thing. So, Katorian, you see me about to snap it, right it with it. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, please, please, please. These letters, I don't know, this almost looks Armenian, but what is it? So what is your linguist skill? Is it like a special... Yes, it's one of, it's my talent. I have one of, I have hardened and I have linguist. Able to determine what language is spoken, or what is being spoken or written and gains a bonus die to any language oh, role. in that case, perfect. I honestly thought that was the most useless skill anyone could, default talent anyone could have. No, no, I actually, remember, I spent 100 points in languages because I, that's my, who my guy oh, is. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's perfect. So, it's not Armenian, it's Hebrew. It's Hebrew, okay. Yes, and make an education role. Yeah. Because to see whether you can difficult thing to do probably i guess okay fail so i can't read it or anything that's way bad <laughs> be a, that'd be a lot of luck you'd need to spend i mean do you want to spend luck on it or maybe you want to push the roll could i try it is anyone jewish anyone else would have to get a hard education role because you don't have these language skills okay i okay so i you know what i'll push the roll because i have an 80 i can probably get that right okay so Wow. Oh, wow. Hey. <laughs> well, that's a turn up. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed. Okay, so the word, the word on the back of this doll's neck is emet, meaning truth. Now, I presume, do you want to tell the others what, what it is? Yeah, I, I say it says, I think this says truth in Hebrew. Now, if any of you have history or, or occult, you can make a history or occult role, anyone that's got those skills. Oh, I have occult. Does it matter uh, which one we use? No, either. Uh, you can, of course, spend luck if you're close. I mean, I have a five in occult. Can I try it with a five? Or you have to have a... I, have, I have a little bit of history. I've got 25. Yeah, I'm so probably not going to make it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so. No. I mean, I'll, I'll try if nobody else is. I'm like, hmm, let me see. Well, no. I mean, you can spend five luck on that. <laughs> make yeah. it a success. I don't see mine. Did I? Well, I'm only five away. You're only five. Yeah, you're only five away. Oh, there I am. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll spend five luck. So somehow, Anne Marie. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, you know, I hang out with a lot of different people. So you do, you do. <laughs> you dredge up from some. Maybe you read it in a book sometime, or when you were in Paris. But this is the word that was written, supposedly written on the forehead of the legendary golem of Prague. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I knew I knew what that was. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're so excited, Daniel. <laughs> no, because I knew I knew what it was. That's why my character didn't know. That's why I was like, ooh. Now you can tick your occult box. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So you still want me to break the head off, or...? No, because... Well, is that all I know? Or do I know more about the story? Uh, that, that's all you know. That's all you know. Okay. Well, perhaps we should look up the story, and then we can get the information, since we know... We'll have to go to... You know, we'll go to my rabbi. <laughs> so, actually, Safina, you you have an art background. So, you know... You just know this. You, you, you don't recognize the Hebrew, but you, you know that this is very typical. This is where doll makers would put their maker's mark on the doll. This is quite standard. And that these are registered in the um, Museum of Industrial Art, like going back hundreds of years. It was quite a big tradition in Berlin to make ceramic dolls. And, and so if you wanted to find out more about it, you would find out at the Museum of Industrial Art. Ah, as an expert in this field, I think we should go to the Museum of Industrial Arts and find out more about this doll. Yeah, yeah. Max, you were you were sort of halfway through. Uh, you were interrupted in your... Yeah, I feel like it's not in my hands anymore, so... Well, it's up to you. I mean... Well, I'll ask the group, so you, you don't want me to, to snap and smack? Yes, please don't. <laughs> okay. But, it, but it's definitely curious why... You know, um, Safina, you, you, you know that these dolls do not... I mean, it's unheard of to put some liquid inside them. That's just nuts, really. In fact, you, you can't even imagine how it would be put inside because these are made from fired porcelain. Unless there's a hole in it somewhere, and looking at it, there's no there's no hole with a little stopper or anything like that. So it is curious. It's not on the list of 135 items, right? No, it's not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> at, at which point the maitre d comes over and he and he sees you handling this doll and he goes hey i'm terribly sorry what what on earth what on earth is going on someone must have played a terribly unfunny joke we would never have such a gaudy little knickknack on our on our list i'm i'm so sorry would you like would you like me to take it away actually please leave it on the table i'm interested in this for it'll uh, amuse my niece I roll my eyes. <laughs> I, 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 I'm terribly, I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Um, please, I, I tell you what. Let, let me, let me comp your bill tonight. And I give him a nice gratuity. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, the night ends, and you have this strange doll with the strange symbol, truth in Hebrew, written on the back. Who's kind of keeping the doll? Out of interest. <laughs> I was hoping you would, actually. Me? <laughs> you're the artist. <laughs> yeah, you're the artist. You you sleep with the thing and it might fire you to uh, see what's behind it. Doesn't she live in the street? That's probably not a good idea. If you insist, since you bought me meatballs, I'll hold the doll. <laughs> actually, the, the, the bar bought you the meatballs. Exactly. He didn't pay for anything in the end. I just gave him a good tip. Mm -hmm. Did we not establish that Safina had been staying at Eckhart's place during that two years? Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. So maybe Eckhart was on. I, I want to tell Max about Rudolph, uh -huh. because I've been having this amnesia. Yes. So I just want, I'm just going to ask him to look at the card, and if I don't remember it, to remind me. Yes, do I recognize the name? Has he been in the movies or in the movie business? That's an interesting question. Let me have a look. I mean, he's the best dancer in all of them. <laughs> yeah, he's the best dancer in the world, basically. 
No, he's a he's a dancer. He he's not been in the movies, but he's a dancer and dance teacher. He runs uh, Laban's dance school, Tanzschule Laban, on uh, actually in the Grunewald, near the Grunewald in Gilstrasse, uh, Grunewald. Yeah, he runs a a dance company, a dance troupe. Yes. Okay, I remember the name, and I hand the, hand the card back. Or does she want me to keep the card? No, no, she'll, no, she'll keep it because she's hoping that if she has it, she'll remember. Because uh, we've been forgetting everything right to this point. If I feel like this is like the first time remembering anything. Yeah, the others weren't affected that way. But yes, you and Safina both. But yeah, we. I think you're starting to feel like the fog is clearing to some degree now. Now that you've kind of perhaps been through the the process. Okay, so the night ends and you head back into the cold November air with your little prize, the the creepy, another creepy little doll. But the night passes perfectly calmly. Nothing, nothing untoward happens. And you wake up night bright and early on the 11th of November. It's pretty cold for, for a November. It's windy and, and grey out. Very little warmth to be had as you wake up to another Berlin. So, what do you wish to do, guys? I mean, assuming I remember everything, I'm going to go to uh, Eckhart's place where to, for the doll. I'm very interested in the doll. Okay. Did you want to hold it, Anne-Marie? <laughs> didn't hear you volunteering terribly loudly. <laughs> well, no, the reason why that she didn't volunteer, because she would have, but is because she's been forgetting everything and waking up in the morning with amnesia, so she doesn't want to take it because she doesn't know. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, but, she's, but if she remembers the doll, which she does, I'm assuming, because I'm bet now in the game, then she's very interested in it, yeah. Okay. I'm going to hand it over gladly. So, do you wish to go to that library? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I haven't had a, a role, an acting role in three years, so uh, I have nothing to do, so I'll join you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think, too, I mean, that'd be good, but I think we should go to, a, to like, a synagogue as well. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because we want to get the story of the... I was actually going to suggest, what about that bookstore we went to last time? Oh, yeah, the bookstore. Gregor Gregorius. Gregor yeah. I mean, maybe we could also ask him about that strange dream we had. Hmm. If he's still there. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with any of all of that. But I feel like since she remembered the story, she's curious about it. And I don't know if it's like a common thing that she could find. I guess the bookstore might have it as well. Because it had really just, it had really just It would be good to find out the maker first. I think I like the idea of a synagogue too. Do you want to split up then? I'm fine with splitting up. I would want to go to the synagogue. Maybe if, Safina, if you sort of take a, a draw or a picture of the, the text that you're looking for. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll sketch them out. Okay. Now, Safina. Uh-huh. How good's your library skill? <laughs> I can definitely walk into a library, no problem. <laughs> you can use the bathroom in a library. <laughs> <laughs> Take a sponge bath at the library. You've, you've basically got the default minimum library use skill. <laughs> I think you probably need Eckhart to go with you if you, if you want yeah, to Yeah, I was going to go with her. And if he'll go with her, I'll go with her. Anne-Marie. Okay. And what about you, Katorian? I'll pretend like that's who I didn't want to go with. Wow. What's happening? You know, I'm curious what this thing is, but I, I with as much sanity as I've lost from in the past from all of our 
weird supernatural dealings. I actually am feeling a growing, at the time I, I passed it off, but I'm feeling a growing sense of dread at this doll. And I, as curious as I am, I almost don't want to know. Hmm. So you're just going to go and, and hide in your room, yeah? <laughs> yeah? You know what? Actually, yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll, I'll go, but I don't know that I really want to look too hard for the answer. So, well, maybe the rabbi would be the best place for you to go, because then you could get a bit of spiritual, you know. Exactly. I usually don't take that much comfort in that stuff. No. But... but yeah. Um, so you're cool. Well, anyway, let's start with Safina and Eckhart then going to the museum. Museum. Yes, the Museum of Industrial Art. A magnificent, magnificent edifice. Yeah, adjacent to the Ethnological Museum. Wow. And you're particularly interested in it, Safina, because it contains the Library of Costumes, 30,000 photographic plates, and 12,000 volumes, and from the collection of Baron Lipperheider. <laughs> as well as Lipperheider, as well as 135,000 other graphic plates and engravings. So it really is a, a treasure trove of the most amazing collection of art and architecture that you've that you've ever seen. Maybe you've maybe you've spent time here. I don't know. Although it is industrial art, so it's more of the, the kind of wonders of technology and engineering and, and architecture. Not so much the fine arts, but still. So it's going to take you a little while. So why don't you make a library use roll? Both of us? I have 20. Well, I suppose you could. I'm just going to take about an hour. Oh, no, he's got it. Oh, yeah, well, I can't. <laughs> you could try as well. I head for the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Eckhart, yeah, you, libraries are second nature for you. You know the Dewey Decimal System or whatever the German equivalent was, inside out, you, you, you're like a master. And eventually you do find, uh, you do find a book uh, with references to Jewish doll makers of Berlin, somehow. <laughs> this particular mark, uh, the Emmet, the truth symbol, is from a doll maker situated on Rosenthalerstrasse, 39 Rosenthaler Strasse. Uh, the name of the doll maker is um, Belshazzar. You know where to go to find out. Wow, I went to the library and no, no demons popped up. No demons. No pretty demons. Good, pretty good. <laughs> or the, the museum, rather. So, whilst that is going on. Is Katorian with us? Katorian was hiding in his room, I think, wasn't he? Oh, no, no, he came with. He came with. Yes, okay, and Katorian. So, the three of you, yes, you head to. Hackershamacht, the deep in the city's barn quarter. This is the down at heel neighborhood near Alexanderplatz that is home to both Ringverein criminals and most of Berlin's Jewish population, both native and immigrant. And there is a large synagogue there. And you go in, and the rabbi, he's actually at the uh, far end of the synagogue. He's standing at a lectern, and he's leafing through the Torah, and he's kind of bowing, he's nodding his head down. He has the, uh, 
the shawl on and the, the small little attachment, the wooden little box tied to his head with a strip of cloth as he devoutly um, examines his, his ancient book of wisdom. So, yeah, you, you, he, 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 he doesn't really pay you much attention as, as you enter, but uh, yeah, what do you want to do? I look at the other two. If they don't do anything, I just kind of uh, I go <coughs> yeah, kind of make some noise to see if he moves. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, oh, oh sorry. Uh, what, what is it, my dear? Oh, have you come to to pray? Oh, it is not the time for service. No, uh, I, I was hoping that you could you could help me. I, I when I spent some time in Paris, I I heard a story of uh, the the golem, and uh, I can't can't remember. Uh, exactly how it goes. I didn't know if, if perhaps you could uh, tell me and remind, remind me of it. He strokes his long beard and he looks at you, sizes you up, perhaps. And he says, what does a young lady like you want to know about these old tales? Well, something really stuck in my mind. Something about truth. Ah, indeed, Emmet, truth. That is a that is what was on the golem's head, so they say. Maybe you have some knowledge. I'm interested, perhaps. Come, sit in this pew. I will tell you what is known. But there are many stories about the golem. Some of them are used as a way of oppressing my people. You should be aware of this. It is not a simple story. Yes, this is why I wanted to come and, and ask you. I didn't. I wanted the, the truth, so to speak, or the story from from your perspective. The truth, the truth. <laughs> yes, that is something. Your friends, though, they are also seekers of the truth. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, sir. He says to Catalan, "Are you Jewish, sir?" Oh God! Like the dudes on the street with the "Are you Jewish?" Honestly, I'm a refugee. <laughs> That's what I am. And then you understand our, our plight. <laughs> I suppose, in a sense. I suppose, we have in no a sense, home either. We are just temporarily here, I believe. He says with a horrible echo of the future but getting too grim about this. Uh, he, sits, he sits you all down. He sits you all down. He says, now, nah, my dear, my dear, the golem of Prague is... As I said, it is a story that is sometimes used against my people. Sometimes uh, uh, the maker, the Judah, Lo Ben Bazelel, he is presented as the villain, the insidious, evil man of foreign extraction, creating a monster to destroy the people of Prague. Other times he is presented as the victim but of course, it is not a, a literal story. It is a metaphor. It's a metaphor of otherness, of, of war, of community, isolation, hope, despair, all these powerful emotions and strange things. You know, it comes from the Bible originally. And uh, it is meant to represent the unfinished, raw form of humanity before God's eyes, before before it was given life, before it was given culture. That is what the golem is. It has been a long story, been around for two millennium, maybe longer. But 
Why are you so interested in it? What is it you seek to understand about this story? Well, I was reminded of it uh, when I saw the the words Emmet uh, on the back of a doll. Really? That came into my possession, yes. Ah, that is strange. Most peculiar. No, no one who knew of this word and this use of it would do that unwittingly. It must have been done for a very particular reason, I believe. What does this doll look like? Is it a simple humanoid figure? A monster? Yeah, we have a drawing of it, right? Because uh, Safina gave, gave us a drawing. So I, I break out the drawing. Did you just you did do the words? Or just... No, she took the drawing of the words. You took, I took the, the drawing. Doll. You took the doll, yeah. Oh, we have the actual doll with us? Oh, yeah. perfect. I didn't want it. I forgot. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll bust it out. I'll be like... Okay. He looks at it quite surprised and he says, Oh, that's strange. This is not what a golem looks like. Well, a golem is a... Well, almost a, a simple, primitive, primordial human shape. More like a clay monster than a true person. This is a small girl. And where did you get this? It was uh, delivered to my table when I was at... Uh, I, I said the name of the club. Sorry, I didn't write it down. The Desi. The Desi. Delivered to your table. Well, I, I cannot say, but the one thing that, of course central to the story the the word itself inscribed upon the golem was what brought life to it this thing is just a doll maybe it was a joke strange joke i think right <laughs> they removed the word to stop it right that is correct yes if you erase the word that the golem would go back to clay from which it was made well Let's hope that she doesn't get out of control. Hmm. And she smiles. Yes, but you only have to remove one letter, you know. Not the whole thing. If you remove the Aleph, the word truth becomes the word death in Hebrew. Yeah. Did you know that, Katorian? No, I didn't. <laughs> and he says, well, I wish you good luck and if you ever do wish to learn more about my people and my religion, we are always open to those who wish to become part of our... to convert. <laughs> always looking for uh, additional members. <laughs> I actually don't know. Is there like a poor box or something I can donate to here? Or is it they, I don't know if they did that. Yeah, sure. I mean, if so, I'll, I'll take like a dollar and put it in the box as I leave. Indeed. So, maybe you... Um, is there anything else you want to do or do you want to meet back up with the other guys? Uh, no, I want to be back up right there. I mean, that's all I want to do, unless those guys definitely want to do Ecuadorian or Max. No? I, I just want to ask the rabbi how to pronounce the word. Oh, he says Emmet. Okay. Nothing happens to the doll when he says that? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm holding it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've, we've, we've already had dolls come to life in the last in the last adventure. I think it would be a, a little bit too predictable. But, uh, yeah, okay. So, maybe a little while later you meet up. Maybe they come to meet you at the, you know, they, they came to meet you from the, from the museum and, and you head down the road then to Rosenthalstrasse. Okay, so, it's a typically broad and bustling avenue with three and four storey buildings looming over both sides of the street. 
So there's several bars along it that seem to be bustling and full. There seems to be quite a lot of um, groups of people kind of gathered together on street corners and in bars, you know, talking animatedly with each other. Is this some big news that happened or something? People are kind of gesticulating and others are others are kind of you know shaking their heads with with uh, surprise and it's it's kind of interesting it's it's a mainly mainly jewish eastern european neighborhood uh, so perhaps some of the talk is in yiddish others in russian ukrainian if anyone wants to make a a listen role who can speak any of those languages i can speak russian oh wait no i don't speak any languages i speak russian not yiddish oops no no don't you have an advantage Contorian? Uh, he does. He does have advantage on listen rolls. So oh, okay. Roll, roll another d10. So what you, you hear snippets of, of talk about a commotion or a riot of some kind. Oh, I relate this. It's like, it sounds like there's somebody you're talking about some kind of, of riot or, or something, you know, some, some disturbance. Hmm. Is there a newspaper stand around? Get a... Yeah, yeah, there I mean, is. I mean, it might be too soon to be in the newspaper, but... You never know. Um, so I'll just walk up and see if I can if there's somebody yelling. You know how they yell. Yeah. News, whatever. <laughs> and if they yell out whatever's going on. Right. So, the, the, yeah, the, 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 there's a newspaper vendor. Maybe as a teenage boy. And he, and he, he lets out a whistle as you approach. <laughs> he says, hey, doll. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, I, I smile very widely and I say, oh, what's the news in town? Ah, nothing much in this. This is this is just garbage. He says you can have one for free because you're so pretty. Oh, that's so sweet. But what's the real news, though? Ah, yeah, you see, some kind of crazy stuff happened at the Hunde Gustav. You know the Hunde Gustav. Oh yeah, I'm there all the time. <laughs> that big bar. Yeah, like last night, some kind of riot. They said they're saying strange, oh. strange rumors. Apparently, this um, this black-skinned lady, she shows up. And the whole place gets turned upside down. Or so they tell it. I'm going to go over there a bit later and, and have a look for myself, but you've got to be careful around the Hunde Gustav. Really rough crowd around there. Oh, wow. That sounds, that sounds like, here, let me buy you a drink then. And I, I toss him a dime or whatever you buy a beer with. <laughs> he says, oh, yeah, I, I need... Maybe I'll get, get some hot brandy. This wind, jeez. When's it going to let up? And you, you, you do all notice that it, it, it seems to have got even windier today. It's, it's really quite bitter, bitterly cold out as he kind of shivers and holds himself. But yeah. So I turn around. I mean, I'm assuming everybody heard that. So I say, a lot of strange happenings. I'm just going to look like up in the air around him because I don't see a giant building. <laughs> no, you don't. No giant buildings. No giant buildings, thankfully. But you do see, uh, as you're looking around, that 39 must be down this alleyway because there's 37 and there's 41 but there seems to be some uh, a building down of this sort of damp alleyway might be good to get out of the wind there anyway sure hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let the guys go first okay <laughs> i'll go for i'll walk first down the alley all right so you you head down the alleyway and actually it is quite a relief to get out of the wind for once Although the uh, the relief of, of not being in the wind is offset by this eerie whistling sound as it blows over the courtyard that, uh, that you walk down, walk into. So, um, blank windows stare down at you. Dead ivy climbs up crumbling stucco and exposed brickwork. 
several doors promise access to spaces beyond in the courtyard, but one of them definitely grabs your attention. Or rather, it's the sign hanging above it. Because it's uh, the dollmaker's symbol again, emet, truth. And a word written twice, once in Roman and again in Hebrew, saying Belshazzar. There it is. A three-story building. But all is dark inside. There's no sign of anyone being in. Is there like a mailbox here? Like a box on the outside where they put the mail? No, they, they, in Germany they, they, would have, they would have them inside the actual... If it's an apartment, it would be inside. The postman would have a key to the lobby. But no, there's no, there's no outside letterbox. I'll pound on the door. It rattles. There's no sound. There's no reply. Is there, are there any windows on the ground floor? Yeah, there's a dirty window looking into the shop. I, I want to peer in and see if I can see anything. Well, it's, it's dark inside, but clearly, it, you know, from what you can sort of vaguely make out, it, 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 it is clearly the Dolmaker's shop. Are there any hours written on the door or whatever? No. Like, uh, hours operation? Well? Do you want me to break this window? <laughs> Do you want to try the door first? <laughs> we can probably force the door. <laughs> well, do you want me to break the door? Well, maybe just try to open it. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll turn the knob, see if it opens. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> but I, I open the door and walk inside. Okay. He smashes the window anyways. And say, you know, sort of, call <laughs> out, hello. So you go in. So you go into the shop. You're in, you're in the dollmaker's shop. It's all completely dark inside. Do you have a light source of any kind? I'm going to look for a wall switch. No. Does everyone have a lighter or a candle? No, I don't care that kind of stuff. No, that from, it's, it's, it's dim inside, but there doesn't appear to be any electrical gas lights inside. My, my only possession is a black uh, mask that we got from that party. <laughs> and a gun. You do see three candles in various wax-encrusted candle holders if you want to light them. Does anyone have a lighter? I probably do. I'm a lady. Men light cigarettes for me. I don't have to have a lighter. Okay, so you light the candles. And you see the, the, the contents for the first time of this, uh, of this shop. You light it up, and then you see piles of ceramic dolls all staring blankly at you from various shelves and numerous open-fronted cabinets staring at you with their dead eyes. Is, are there any containers of liquid around? No. No, there isn't. Although, you do also see a couple of things that maybe two or three of you would find interesting. There's a couple of garden gnomes... <laughs> now, again, in the last adventure, there was a rather disturbing scene with garden gnomes. <laughs> oh, God. I'm probably glad I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what you see. But going back to the map then, um, there is a, there's a curtain at the back, and go, going to the back, but otherwise there's no... I have a couple questions. I would want to see if they're dusty, all these dolls are piled up. And the other thing is, looking at that picture, it looked like one of the dolls, there was like a hole in the back of its head. Ah, okay. So I want to look at our doll and see if maybe that's how you get into it. You see this one right here? Yes. So I don't know if that's something we can look at, but I'm going to look for dust first. But, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, they're, they're not dusty. Although you do, you can make a spot hidden roll. Okay. I will try to spot anything that might be hidden. Do you do it? 
Huh, there it is. Yeah. Whilst looking around, one of the dolls must have been knocked off its shelf recently because it's face down and smashed on the floor. The face is, is like, broken. But looking at the hole, it's, it's clear that this is where the hair is attached, generally speaking. Um... So maybe I was being a little bit uh, misleading. <laughs> I say you wouldn't know how to look because I suppose they would have to be hollow. Otherwise, how would you fire them? Anyway, I don't know how dolls, ceramic dolls, are made. But yeah, I'm uh, not sure either. I just, I just see that there's a space there. I mean, if we did see that, I would try to see if I have a similar thing on our doll that we would really okay, get into. Okay, okay, yeah. You know what? If you were to grab the hair and looking at how they're made, if you were to grab the hair and give it a really hard tug, you might be able to unplug the top of the head. Oh, nice. All right. I'll point that out, but I don't know if that's something we want to do right this second. But I'll, I'll point it out to somebody stronger than me, since I have a 25 strength. <laughs> I'll, I'll volunteer to do it, but um, I don't know if you want to do it right now. That's up to you, if you want to. I, I'm thinking we're in a shop that we haven't been invited to, so maybe we should do what we're going to do in here first. and then. Yeah, yeah. But they're not dusty. That means that they haven't... This place probably isn't deserted. That's it's just... They're just messy. Yeah. No, I mean, this. The, there isn't dust anywhere. Um, clearly, this place has been used very recently, or... In, it's not been left unattended for. And, and I guess the only other thing that I would look for is that uh, is do the, all the dolls have this this word written on the back of them, or or like a couple of them? Too? Yes, they all have MN written on them. So they do have it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I want to go over to the counter, but not behind it. So on the guest side of it, is there anything on the counter which would indicate, like, is there a, a logbook or a sort of receipts or anything that indicates that he does business from this place still? Make a luck roll. I don't think I'm the luckiest person, but... My God. <laughs> and you were saying? You just rolled a critical. Yes, whatever you want is there. <laughs> Within reason. Within reason. <laughs> Within reason. Uh, what would you like to find? Some brass knuckles? No, I... What if there were schematics for the doll with notations? For a doll, for a doll. Maybe not this exact one, but... No, you can be this exact one if you want. I mean, with a one. This exact one. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it, it was sort of... If it if it also had to be bought on there, if it was purchased, or that would be great. Oh, okay, okay. So, you're looking through the, the books, and you find many receipts, many, many customers. Obviously, he's a... He, assuming it's a he, Belshazzar is a successful doll, doll maker and then you find the one that is specifically related to this doll and there's dozens of them of this, exactly the same form and there's two interesting things well, several interesting things so for some reason these dolls are called Gestolener Blitz which means stolen lightning. And these dolls have been variously sold to Albin Grau, Gregor Gregorius, and Henry Shatan Hoffman. You know all three of these people. That actually makes me really mad. That makes me mad because I feel like one of these people we know is now sort of messing with us. We haven't seen Shadon uh, Hoffman in forever. You haven't seen any of them in the last two years. How would any of them know we're going to this 
But well, how do we get tickets for it? Were they sent to us? No, you I just kind of went there. You just happened to go. Yeah, you just happened to no. go. I mean, no, no one could possibly know that you were that you were going there, unless one of them was there. Yeah, on the night they saw it. So we could have been following our Instagram account. <laughs> just find my friend app on there. Yeah. Okay, well, with that on that bombshell, <laughs> so to speak, why don't, why don't we call it there? Because uh, but you you feel the the breeze blowing through the curtain at the back of the at the back of the shop, perhaps tempting you to explore further into this dark and mysterious shop, and we will leave it there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, that was fun. Yeah, that was good. <laughs>